Hello and welcome to the 34th episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Kyle Winan, and I'm here with podcast co-host, Lauren McFadden. FXN. <laughs> FXN administrator, David Turner. FXN. And Gaming Union editor-in-chief, Daryl. I may have a burnt face, but that doesn't mean I can't fight crime. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hope, I, I hope a few people get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't, they'll probably think I'm quite crazy. Yeah, or both. <laughs> So uh, Jamie, unfortunately, isn't with us this episode. He's a little busy today, but as always, we have news and questions, and then we're out of here. So as always, Final Fantasy Union is part of the podcast series Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union. It's produced by Gaming Union and TweaksMusic.com and comes out on GamingUnion.net as well as iTunes and David? FF-XIII.net. Sweet. I think that's the fastest intro I've ever done. Uh, yep. <laughs> God, record. I haven't been here in a while. I miss you guys. Yeah, Lauren's back in the fray. Well, at least the FFU fray. She's been all over the Kingdom Hearts Union fray. What's uh, What's the last time I was on here? I don't even remember. I don't know. I can't remember. 32, maybe? 31? 30. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it must have been like three episodes I, I, ago. I don't know. I can't check real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, on to shite. Sh- sh- uh, site and show updates. Do <laughs> <laughs> those updates? Yep. So, uh, as people know, we've done a few interviews on Kingdom Hearts Union, and as people may have heard, we have another one coming up with the voice actress of Lark Scene from Kingdom Hearts Two and the other games. And uh, just wanted to let everybody, know, everybody on Final Fantasy Union know that we're going to start going after. Uh, interviews for Final Fantasy Union, and mainly right now we're looking at getting a few Final Fantasy 13 voice actor and actresses interviews. So uh, we just thought we'd let you guys know that if you have any requests uh, to throw out there, by all means, go ahead in the Final Fantasy Union 34 threads, and uh, or on Twitter. Yeah, well, we're more so aiming for after Final Fantasy 13's release. So by that time, everybody's fallen in love with certain characters. So. But, I mean, with all the trailers and stuff by now, I'm sure there's a few favorites out there already. Um, we're also going to switch the f- schedule around just a tiny bit for this coming cycle. Final Fantasy Union is going to take Kingdom Hearts Union's place, and Kingdom, Heart- Kingdom Hearts Union is going to be bumped a week. Because this is our last episode before Final Fantasy thirteen, and we'll get to talking about that in just a second. But Final Fantasy Union then won't come out for another two or three weeks until after Final Fantasy thirteen comes out. And we thought that was a little bizarre, so we're going to make... Uh, Final Fantasy Union, the next episode, episode 35, come out on the 16th of March, and Kingdom Hearts Union will come out on FFU's old date of March 23rd. But for Kingdom Hearts Union listeners, don't fret, we will have that Kingdom Hearts Union Lark Scene interview out before the 23rd of March. So, um, We do have news, but I guess it's kind of like a, a quasi-gray area segment I'm going to throw out there right now, but this is our last episode before Final Fantasy 13's release. C- can you believe we've made it? We made it! It's pretty exciting. <laughs> Daryl? I'd say it's, it's it's been a long road. It it's, has been a long road. It's certainly been a long journey. Yeah. I'm trying uh, to think about the first time that I was on this podcast, like sitting in my freshman year dorm, and now I'm almost a senior. Will and, you believe it? It was 30 episodes ago? Yeah. And I remember <laughs> when that, the 13 trailer first came out at E3 2006, and oh my god. Yep. I remember seeing David's signature on adventchildren.net advertising some crazy Final Fantasy 13 site before it was even announced. And I was like, huh, 
Click. <laughs> oh, gee. Yep. Uh, I, knew, I knew it was going to be announced soon. Nobody believed me. Like, why do you have this site up already? Hey, I, like, I believe. It, I was like, the announcement is coming very it. soon. You just you just wait. Yeah, well, as prevalent by the news we have in this episode, which we'll get to, uh, that's you're, you're kind of right on. It's kind of how Square Enix works. Game's about to release. Oh, here, here's the next one. I still have no way to play Final Fantasy XIII unless I want to go rent it and bring it to Fozzie's house and camp out on her floor. Hey, that's an option. There I mean, go. it is an option. I, actually, it comes out on my spring break, so that's pretty sweet. Hmm, there you go. So, uh, big thanks to all our fans and listeners over the uh, two and some odd years, is it now? Two and a half years? Uh, two, two years? 2007 two years was our first episode, so... Two years ago was November. when I was first on this, so... Yeah. <laughs> thanks, everybody. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for some Final Fantasy Union news? First up, at Microsoft's X10 event, which was held in, I think, San Francisco, Scranix unveiled a Final Fantasy 13 bundle for the Xbox 360. Sweet. But obviously not a PS3 one. <laughs> no. No. So the bundle's 400 bucks. It's got a 250 gigabyte hard drive. It's got Final Fantasy 13 branded all over it. Comes with two controllers. It's got a headset. And some uh, 360 Avatar DLC, so you get like a Chocobo or Isn't something. Isn't there a Nomura face paint for the 360 as well? Face yeah, plate, yeah, sorry. that's the next bullet point. Here's oh. some Final Fantasy I can read your mind. Yeah, I know. Or <laughs> through the back of my laptop. <laughs> so, uh, well, that's interesting, but it, no no PS3 bundle, eh? Well, I didn't see that coming. Actually, I well, did see it coming because yeah. I wrote an article about this exact thing a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of really tempted, despite my desire to play Versus 13. This sounds really awesome because <laughs> it's what well, only a PS3 is only two ninety nine and it it'll be a sixty dollar game. Yeah, but isn't that a real tiny hard drive that I would get with that? Nope, it's a hundred twenty gigabyte, two hundred fifty or two. Oh, okay, it's huge. Sixty, I can't remember. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, I was under the impression that at first, when they offered the really low price on the PS3, that it just had a crappy size no, hard drive. No, it's to go with the, it. this is the. I think it's just one unit now, isn't it? It's just the two ninety nine one you can get. I have no idea if North America. I believe so. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah. They they had the fat ones around for a little while, but right. I think they're probably all sold out now. Yeah. So David, what is your theory on why is why there's no PS3 bundle? I'd love to hear. <laughs> it. Well, I, I believe that Microsoft may have had something to do with this. No, uh, really? I believe they may have uh, paid uh, Square Enix <laughs> some money uh, to get some exclusive uh, stuff going on. But the real on question here. is David, how uh, much money? Yeah. Ooh, I would say probably around $50 million for the whole deal. <laughs> More than the price of the game. Enough to make some 360 exclusive DLC. Yeah, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, that includes uh, them porting it over to the uh, the 360. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I believe that was the price of the entire deal. Uh, Microsoft is known for making these kind of evil tactics. <laughs> and we thought very, that very Apple evil. was the root of all evil. Well, actually, they are. <laughs> They're worse than Microsoft. They're worse than Microsoft. So oh, really? you're saying there would be like an yes, Apple... Yes, that's right. You heard it You heard it here first. Uh, any solid thoughts on this? Anybody care? It's kind of like... Um, I don't think... Uh, I haven't looked at Amazon, but I don't think anyone's been reporting on it doing very well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, the other... Uh, I think we t- well, actually, I think we kind of skipped talking about it, but Final Fantasy XIII was a sponsor of the NBA All-Star game. Great. And... Uh, Wait, seriously? The, the, yeah, the, I don't. I think that's completely the wrong audience to advertise to. But oh, I, I fully agree with that. Uh, <laughs> nevertheless, when they had the Final Fantasy Thirteen commercial on there, yeah, like it's on ESPN. Uh, okay, uh, but anyway, the at the end of the commercial, it's like the three hundred and sixty logo logo spun around, and no mention of PS three. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if if Square Enix, if that were Square Enix advertising, just them, they would have they want to want to maximize the amount of people who can see the advertisement and like want to buy it. So showing only the 360 version, that's basically well, proof that Microsoft paid some money uh, to well, get that yeah, on there. Only. I mean, they're just helping pay for the marketing, which I mean saves money. So I don't think it's a dumb move by Square Enix, but it's kind of biased. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's really going to pay attention now. I think people have already decided what version they're going to get. Oh, by yeah. now, for sure. I haven't. <laughs> In fact, hey, users, if you want to... Users. Sorry, I was watching Tron last night. Um, listeners, <laughs> if you want to <laughs> give me some advice on whether I should go for the Puff S13 Xbox 360 bundle or actually hold out for a PS3, please let me know. Get the PS3. PS3. Th- just think about this. If you're only getting the system to play Final Fantasy 13, well, I'm then not. I, think that's I would. A big I would also want to get it to play Assassin's Creed 2 and Left 4 Dead. Uh, Left 4 Dead's not on 360, but do you mean not on the PlayStation 3? You mean I not mean, on the PlayStation? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. See, I, I like them both, so they're just interchangeable. You can just get mind. it on the PC. Uh, that, well, that's true. Although, I, well, I could get Boot Camp. Most people say it's better on it, anyways. <laughs> oh, on the PC, really? For a game like that, definitely. All right, moving right along. So, Square Enix previously said they're planning on doing some downloadable content. Prior to that, they said they weren't planning on it. And just this uh, past, I guess, past two weeks or whatever, uh, Katase has come out and said uh, they're not, again. (laughs) They have a direct quote from the PlayStation blog. He says, regarding the DLC, which is downloadable content, uh, we feel that the final product is 100% enjoyable. It's the complete package. So we're not planning any DLC at this time. Wow. Which is quite contrary to last month. Yeah, when he said completely the opposite. Yeah. So should yeah, we believe I this? I hope when they say 100% <laughs> enjoyable and like complete, then I hope that's not just like lies and uh, Deceit. PR. Don't believe Vondor's lies. Don't believe, yeah, just... <laughs> Don't believe Vondor's lies. Because <laughs> chances are we'll see some like DLC like a month later or something. Yeah. I, I reckon they might when they do Final Fantasy Thirteen International. But... Yeah, with all this upfront flip-flopping about DLC, um, if all the reports are honest uh i'd say they're not they don't have anything in the cooker right now but maybe they're not against uh making some more after the game's released i, I just <laughs> hope the dlc is good like it's kind of like a, a separate story or addition not not just like a few extra uh, levels or bosses to defeat here's some different outfits for lightning to wear yeah Ooh, what kind of outfits uh daryl <laughs> well it's based on the way things suit. have been going recently it'll probably be less clothing <laughs> panda suit well, it could be there yeah, as well. Final Fantasy X Part Two did have the costumes yeah. as well as minimal clothing. Yeah, that's true. what I was thinking. <laughs> the costumes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I can't exactly remember what I said last episode about DLC, but with all flip-flopping in general, I start to not care. I personally hope that there is zero DLC right. for the game. I don't really like the game. Some games are going with uh, the way they're handling DLC. It's just Here's the game, getting worse and, and worse. Two weeks later, it's the first DLC pack, which clearly could have been included yeah. in the game. Yeah. I could see maybe, you know, unlockable content because I actually really enjoyed that in like Dissidia. Oh, yeah. yeah you can't like, monetize unlockable content, though. Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, like unlockable content is, uh, is kind of becoming a thing of the past now. What do you mean in terms of unlockable? Do you mean like complete the game and get something else special thingies no, oh. yeah not only that but like in Dissidia how you can use your PP to that just sounds wrong <laughs> you, can use, you can use your, your points P points to, <laughs> to um, like I already unlocked alternate looks for everybody 
and right, yeah. some voice data and yeah, more or less now DLC is almost mostly charged for unless they have like a bright idea after the game is out and release some more, or unless they're little big planet, which is what like kind of split. Some's paid, some's free. Most of it is paid. Yeah, oh. they do free bits for like holidays and get Santa outfits. Yeah, uh, I think they uh, just with that type of game though, uh, it does kind of work with Little Big Planet. I'm not, I'm not really a big fan of the game myself, uh, and I'd never buy any of it. But there are lots of people I know who buy everything, right? Uh, just because like they're addicted to the game. Any last thoughts on Swanix flip flopping about DLC? I don't think anyone cares anymore. Yeah. Which leads me into our next story. You know the Final Fantasy VII remake rumors that just won't die? Uh-huh. They're back. Oh, no. <laughs> Speaking with Tech Digest, Katase, who's the producer of Final Fantasy XIII, said... And also the producer of Final Fantasy VII. Yep, and other games. If it were possible that we had all the right facilities and the right environment to be able to make and prepare a Final Fantasy VII remake within a year, we'd very much like to go at it. Whoa. And my next point on my list was dot, dot, dot. I don't understand why they why that's a big deal. Because it's like, surely they don't have to do any story work. They don't have to do any game design yeah. at all. And that's usually what takes the time. They've already got the Final Fantasy thirteen engine. Yeah. So that's pretty much all they need to do. But, uh, see, Kyle, I think you're missing something. Because in another interview, uh, I think that happened, like, I don't know, right before this one or right after. Uh, they said that if they were to remake Final Fantasy VII, it would probably take them about 10 years. That's such a lie. That is such a fat lie. It's because they were saying how they'd have to recreate all the villages and towns. Either that or, like, their their standards for themselves are so high. You know what they should just do? Let Rockstar do it, and then they can whip it out in the two years. Because they can make, if they can make uh, Liberty City as massive as they did, I'm sure Square Enix can make Final Fantasy VII inside two years. Just get Naughty Dog in there. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, for them to say they can't... Like, the towns in Final Fantasy VII weren't even that big. You were stuck in a few corridors. It was yeah, it's like one screen. Yeah. Maybe they would want to expand the... I don't know. Yeah. I don't believe them. Ten years is just ludicrous. They're just teasing more. Like, every single time... <laughs> they're testing they, the water. Yeah, they, they've, they've kind of... Once they've uh, explored one avenue of teasing, they move on to the next one. Now yeah. it's like, well, we could do it if the timing was right. Before yeah. it was, we could do it if we're not busy. Yeah. Maybe they're just trying to quiet us down and they're really working on it on the side. You know, I think that's what they're doing. Personally, I think that's... They're, they're probably like almost done it. And <laughs> all of a sudden, we'll just see an announcement and like three months later, boom, there it is. Bon Lamour did uh, say he was working on like yeah, three yeah. projects. Yeah, and one true. was a very big recreation of a franchise. Well, I can confirm now that I no longer care about the remake. I just wanted it to go away. <laughs> I never uh, cared in the first place. Yeah, I'm well aware of that. It's yeah. like either actually exist or go away. Yeah. Soon. I'm quite happy just playing the original game. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, I'm playing through it right now. It's pretty actually, awesome. Actually, yeah, that's that's actually what I plan to do after this podcast is sit down and play 7 for a while. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anything else to say about the remake? Let's or just hope they thereof? don't say anything next month so we don't have to talk about it again. You know what? If they say anything next month, I'm not including in the podcast. Ouch. That, we, works. We that, that much, works for me. We'll have much Burn. better things to talk about. You know what? I think I, unless something substantial comes up, we're not going to talk about it for another six months. Like Final Fantasy VII actually being announced. <laughs> yeah, if that's announced, sure. But otherwise, <laughs> any more remake quotes, not talking about it on the podcast. Nope. I've had enough. You, Kyle is laying down the law. Yeah. <laughs> You've let me down, Square Enix. So I'm not going to you. hurt me you. real bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, Daryl, do you want to switch seats with me and you can take this I one? C- I can remember it. 
All right, so I can't remember it word for word, but I can remember the general concept of the okay, story. Okay, I can I can and line up the quote is, and the lead in for you. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. S- Square Enix have basically said they're already thinking about doing Final Fantasy 15, and they've got some ideas about where they want to go. But effectively, they're saying that because it's Final Fantasy and every single game is unique, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Do you want to? Here, I'll, I'll do the uh, direct quote. This is from Katase speaking to Xbox 360 World. We've got a few ideas for Final Fantasy XV lined up, but there's no singular aim for where we want the series to go. Final Fantasy can go in all directions. Each one is very different from the last. The one thing that we set out to do is make sure we're not telling the same story that's been told before. Many would argue that seven is quite similar to six in certain ways. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like that similar because I would never have thought of that. <laughs> I, I I don't see them. Yeah. But this kind of this steps back to what I was saying earlier, David. Uh, Final Fantasy XII had just come out, and you are already predicting mm-hmm. that Final Fantasy XIII would be announced. Now XIII is just about to be yep. announced. Fourteen kind of doesn't really count because it's it's online. Separate development studio. Yeah. yeah. Um. And now they've announced fifteen. Pretty much. They've probably been working on it for oh, at least a year. I mean, what else is this team going to do? The core Final Fantasy thirteen team going to do? They're 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 the guys to do. The Maybe next they'll one. go help out the versus team. Yeah, that's no, that's, that's yeah, that'd be a huge team. Yeah, but... like a five hundred person team. <laughs> uh, here's my prediction: Final Fantasy 15 will not be announced this year because of Final Fantasy Versus 13. If there was no Versus 13, I would almost guarantee that would be announced as E3. But uh, I think Versus kind of switches things up a little bit, and they're probably gonna want to focus on that one. Hopefully, there's been rumors that Versus 13 isn't even gonna be shown in E3 this year. Final Fantasy Versus 13 better have something we've never seen before, ever. Unlike anything we've ever seen. There's no other excuse for them being so secretive about it. Well, I think the dumb thing was just announcing it in the first place. They should have not announced it. They should have waited. Why did they? It's like they did with Crisis Core. They announced it before they started developing it. Yeah. Like, now Versus might be in full swing development-wise, but it wasn't anywhere near that when they well, announced it. Well, it sounds like Nomura's for... pretty busy. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now he is, but I'm saying in 2006, he I doubt he was uh, really hardcore working on verses with a full team. Like Numer himself might be, but they haven't had they haven't had full power, or else they'd be out right now with Final Fantasy 13. Just looking at the way Square Enix is going, though, like they're just really, really marginalizing themselves. Like all their composers have basically left. The people that ran their um, different teams because they used to when Square Enix formed, they had ten teams. Now they have like six, maybe, because right. Matsuno, who was the who ran the team that did Final Fantasy twelve, he left. Um, there's some other people that have left as well, and I don't know if they've been replaced. Square Enix is falling apart. <laughs> it's pretty much like the the team that's doing Final Fantasy thirteen, uh, Nomura's team, the team that does the PSP games, and then I think they have a team for Crystal Bearers separate as well. Yay. So it's like four main teams to do all their games. Oh, did you say did you say Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, well, that's Numura's team. Oh. Yeah. I kind of hope that Numura leaves Square Enix. That would I destroy Oh my god, I can't imagine that. I know. Like I, I think he should start uh, uh, up his new company just like uh, Sakaguchi did with uh, Mistwalker. Yeah. yeah. yeah It'd just be called Tetsu Numura. Yeah. <laughs> then do things his own way. Well, it's like Numura is pretty much the only one that's left now other than Kataze. You guys think Final Fantasy XV this generation? Yep. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I would say this generation. Sales will probably dictate where it goes. Yeah, look at Final Fantasy XII. It came out like the month before 
or sorry, it came out two weeks before the PS3 came well, out. Well, every single generation before this one, they did like three-year system. So yeah, yeah. Not only that, but they always seem to try to release something right before the release of a brand new thing, so that it's absolutely the best it could be on that platform. Yeah, like Final Fantasy IX came out the same right year as the PS2, right? Yeah. And I mean, I'm I'm still waiting for the next big handheld to come out because they've kind of dominated the PSP and the DS technologically. Maybe not sales yeah. wise, but I'd say Agito is their last venture on that, unless there's something else I'm missing. There may be some more Kingdom Hearts games, since apparently the next one isn't going to be three. Yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Square Enix, I'm getting old. I'm almost 21. <laughs> uh, uh, I played old. this game as a kid. <laughs> Please hurry up. <laughs> yeah. Um, this generation, yeah, they got the engine down. Final Fantasy XIV is going to be in a year anyway. That doesn't count. Yeah. They must be... I, I think the same team who's doing 13. They're... Like, they'll, they'll go down in size and they'll dump a lot of people on Versus, but that same, their core team will start on 15, like, it, soon. It's so sad that we're like, Final Fantasy 11 and 14 don't count. They don't. They don't. Uh, <laughs> even, I mean, Daryl even played Eleven religiously. When and... when I went to Distant Worlds, the the symphony, I had no idea that like my favorite performance of the evening was from Eleven, and suddenly I was intrigued uh-huh. and wanted to go play it. But I I don't have the time nor motivation to get into a, an MMO. Yeah. it has Final Fantasy aspects, but it's it's yeah the story is a bit wishy washy. <laughs> it's an MMO. Yeah. All right, moving right along. Final Fantasy XIII's Collector Edition has been shown off by Square Enix. It contains the game. Surprise. Wow, well, I didn't see that coming. I, you know, I, I'm really glad they decided to include Final Fantasy XIII in the Collector's Edition. Because uh, imagine if you, do, if you bought it without realizing and you got it and you're like, oh, these are just where's, the, where's the game? Where's the game? <laughs> oh, crap. There, oh, there's actually, out. I believe there's a pack of Persona 4 that does that where it's everything but the game, but it's like $120 worth of merchandise. Uh, lame. Wow. Uh, besides the game, it also includes a soundtrack, but what? But it only has select. I really, songs really, on it. really, really hate that. Yeah, me too. Like what they did for Dissidian? Yeah, they have a hard book with character art, CG art, and environment art. Uh, three prints of Edelons, which are the summons, and an art decal of the Lassie mark. Ooh, yay! Stickers for my car. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's for both 360 and PS3. I'm actually excited that they they have a hardbound book of uh, the art book because the last yeah. time I paid out the wazoo for a Final Fantasy art book, I got the paperback thing that was included in the strategy guide with 12, <laughs> and that was kind of lame. It was very pretty, but like they're kind of flimsy. Yeah, when their I, spines get kind of crinkly. When I buy an art book, I want something substantial. Yeah. I, I don't think I'll get this personally. I don't think I'll go for it unless eh, if they have a really the, good soundtrack. If the art prints are like like really awesome, I, well, I would just buy those on them by themselves. I can see wanting maybe one Final Fantasy Thirteen poster, but yeah, I don't think I'd want all this stuff. Just wait until some a bunch of people get this and then split up the individual so, parts and sell them on eBay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not much of a collector though, so that's kind of skewing what do you mean kyle i just look around there's there's so many collectibles oh yeah oh yeah uh one thing cloud (laughs) cloud which i'm giving away to colin you got a little dynasty warriors figure up there yeah that's a souvenir (laughs) all right uh any more thoughts on the collector's edition nope no (laughs) i'm not getting it (laughs) no (laughs) we all think it sucks waste my money on uh collector's editions yeah all right, moving right along, time for a question segment. 
Oh, I've been waiting for this. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the <laughs> second question. So, Lauren, you want to take this first question? Sure. This is from JJ Rules. Are there any good games out there with a the similar active turn-based battle theme as Final Fantasy X had? Theme? Battle theme? Battle system? I pre- presume they mean? I, I'm guessing, I the, guess I'm so. guessing the system. Yeah. I was going to say, because I do like the, the ten battle theme. <laughs> that <laughs> but... turn-based battle theme. I just love it. Music um, was pretty good as well. Active yeah, turn-based true. battle theme as Final Fantasy X. Um, have you ever played Xenosaga? They can't answer. <laughs> they can't answer. Yeah, but have any of you guys played it? No, no, I, I, I haven't played it. I have it sitting next to me. My my uh, my roommate told me to start playing it, and I'm really enjoying it. Mitsu, uh, Mitsuda did the music for it. Do you have any examples of other games, Daryl? No. Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. Uh, it's on my shelf. A nostalgia. Yeah. You might even classify Eternal Sonata in there. The way that um, Xenosaga works is that basically... You're able to affect the. I'm guessing what he means with the active turn base, because it's not Final Fantasy X is not actually active; it's conditional. Yeah, you can see, you can see the order of things, you, right? You can see the order, and also you don't have a time limit. It's not like seven or eight yeah. where you have to. Yeah. Um, the way that that Xenosaga works, and this is the first one I'm holding it. I I suck at German, but der will zermacht. <laughs> der will zermacht. I don't know. We what wouldn't that expect means. you to be great at German. <laughs> yeah, but um. It basically, uh, and I've only played a couple hours of it, but um, essentially each of your actions determine the order based on whether or not you decide to take action or wait and guard. You kind of, you have four AP for every turn, and each normal attack takes two AP, so like you can usually do two attacks in every turn. But one thing right. you can do is guard and conserve two AP for the next turn in which you have six AP, in which you can do a better attack or you can boost and affect the order of who goes next. So you can actually boost one character by conserving AP and jump in before the next thing that's scheduled to attack you. So we're talking about uh, turn orders, the last remnant has that as well, but I would not recommend anyone <laughs> playing that game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, I, I was just uh, thinking about it. Nostalgia really is... Uh, Quite like Final Fantasy X's. More well, of a why is that, down. Kyle? Why is that? Well, I, I really want to explain it. <laughs> if you enjoyed Final Fantasy III on the DS, which I highly doubt, or Final Fantasy IV on the DS, which is probable, I enjoyed it. Never finished it, but enjoyed it yeah, enough I enjoyed to play half one. of it. Um, then you might enjoy Nostalgia. It's made by the same team, but it's their own story. The story is kind of meh. But, uh, so basically, they took what they learned from doing those two games, games. and just made their own unique story, <laughs> yeah. in quotes. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, it looks exactly like Final Fantasy IV. But how the battle system works is quite like tens in the sense that you can see the order of people. If you decide to defend, your next turn will come quicker. If you, yeah, you can see who's going next, basically. Final Fantasy Tactics also had that same idea, except, of course, the battle is totally different. Yeah, than, yeah. What, something like that. I would have to say that 10 does it best, though. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Like 10, maybe just I agree. I think the battle again. system was the best part about Final Fantasy X. I agree. <laughs> All right, this next one is from Cage Mixer. Why do you guys not like the music from Final Fantasy XII? I can understand not liking the game, but not liking the soundtrack because you don't like the game sounds a bit silly to me. The music on its own is brilliant and of very high quality. I demand an exclamation. Ex- Actually, sorry, I said exclamation because there's about 17 exclamation marks on there. <laughs> I demand an explanation. Well, I don't believe Carl or I ever said that we, we didn't did, like the music because, because we, we didn't, didn't like, like the game. game. That's I wrong. think we've been pretty open about the fact that we just hate the music in general. <laughs> and also the game. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it's, not, it's not one because of the other. It's, it's both. both. Yeah. yeah. I, I- Look at it this way. I like the game, 
but I don't like the music. The, the music was not memorable. Exactly. It was really, yeah. it was really strange. It's yeah. it's yeah. very high quality, of course. Like there's maybe one or two that you could you could go back to and like yeah that that was such a great song. <laughs> Daryl, please go ahead. Yes, I have a story about this. Uh. We were I was playing with my friend and we were running around the um, Oge Yenza Sansi for about four hours. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. The next day, I played the piece of music for that area to my friend and asked him where it was from. He didn't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay, yeah, that's, that's how that's unmemorable sad. that music is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was good background music. Yeah, but it's, it's atmospheric. Like, yeah, it's like a movie soundtrack where it's... Would you buy a movie soundtrack it, it's usually? Kind of like, usually it's not. kind of like elevator music. It's like, yeah, just well, there. extremely high quality well, elevator most, music. <laughs> you, you say that, but like, quite a lot of music, music actually has themes throughout, like the Star Trek soundtrack, you know, yeah. the main theme. The Final Fantasy XII soundtrack had nothing. Yeah. Had nothing, the only good pieces yeah, happened in cutscenes. Yeah. If you go through, like, for instance, the Ten soundtrack, you've, you're always hearing either elements of Yuna's uh, Determination, which is one of the more common ones, or, you know, to Zanarkand. Or Sutahidane, yeah. which is, you know, isn't it wonderful? Yeah, that was not I, a really... I can uh, see kind of where they jump to conclusions that I might not like the music because I don't like the game. Because I've said in the past, I especially like certain Final Fantasy music because it reminds me of all the fun I had playing the game. But I also do like the music gen- genuinely uh, for its own merits. But 12, it, yeah. it's not the case. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're listening to the soundtracks of the older games, you, you pretty much instantly recognize yeah, I can the songs. And you know Final where Fantasy they're from. The, probably the only piece from 12 i can do that from is the error village because that was the only one that actually had some kind of theme right the, the only one that i can remember is rabin aster because i kept getting lost <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what, what, that one's like doo, 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 i remember doo, nothing <laughs> like, yeah, like i don't even remember in the question here it says uh people are saying that they don't like the soundtrack because they don't like the game i almost think it's the other way around I think a lot of people don't like the game because they don't like the music. Well, I'd say it's one of the factors. And, uh, and that makes more sense because the music can really enhance the story. Like, uh, yeah. like you mentioned Final Fantasy X, you keep on hearing the Sutiki Dane uh, theme and it kept on just building up until the climax where they actually play like the full-blown uh, well, the version. There's also the fact that Twelve had no story. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, imagine if, like if, the, if Twelve uh, had a story, the... I lost it somewhere in a five-hour grind <laughs> session. Yeah, imagine the yeah. fireworks scene from Final Fantasy VII with just some lame background tune. That, yeah, yeah, doesn't quite oh, stick. Oh man, I love it. I played that again. Holy crap! I I, I never realized how much I liked that. Your song. date with Red Thirteen was just so Red Thirteen. <laughs> Is that even possible? You can try and find out, David. That's your that's your mission to get a date with Red Thirteen. I don't think that's possible. Nah, well, you can Barrett, find out. Barrett's as far as you can go. I think. <laughs> Like there is a reason that people cry at Eric's theme. There's a reason people cheer when they hear like like Fisherman's Horizon from Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, like, it's why you don't hear any Final Fantasy XII music at Distant Worlds. Yeah, I, I, the only the only one that I think was played is that at one. I know at one of the performances they had. I think they had Angela Key and she sang "Kiss Me Goodbye," which oh, okay, well that's yeah, the, that's the one that, exception, the that, theme tune that no one really associates with the, the game, game, yeah, because it's like <laughs> her no, during her the ending romantic. and nowhere else. I actually really love that song. That's one of my favorite oh, I songs do too. ever. It's just "Kiss Me Goodbye." I don't. It, it's completely. It sticks out from Final Fantasy XII because it doesn't fit with the rest of the bland music. And why? Is I mean, that it's called? good. It's very. Why good. is that? Because the composer was Nobuo Uematsu. Uematsu. <laughs> yeah. He was actually he actually uh, had a part in composing that with Angela Key. Yep. Yeah. Any last thoughts or should I say any last jabs? 
There's a special place for the people that listen to that soundtrack. Yeah, sitting beside a tanberry. <laughs> <laughs> Doink. It, I guess it's good ambient music if you're just sitting there doing homework, but why would yeah. you want to listen to that and not like the guitar collection or something? I feel like I'm in a tomb again. <laughs> the only I would say the only two songs I like from that would be the opening cutscene theme and also the one where you uh, hear when you're often around like a save point. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that one or not. Yeah. Nope. That one, that one was really good. All right. Just to remind everybody, you can ask us whatever you want, but Final Fantasy questions usually get through. Uh, you can ask your questions on the Gaming Union forums and the questions thread within the podcast section or on ff-13.net. Uh, just sign up and submit questions. Moving right along into our music segment. David, do you feel like taking this? Okay, do you want me to do in the awesome, like, jazz style? Creepy, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really care. Just, don't be just too do creepy. whatever you feel, David. Yeah. Do what you oh, feel. Okay. I have not rehearsed this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because we really rehearse a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. This next song is called Seasons, and it was from the game Final Fantasy VIII. The original song is Breezy, and the arranger for this song is... Zutra. Zutra. The website that you can find this song is on ocremix.org. I hope you enjoy it. That that may have actually been creepier than Jamie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Get let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, weigh in. We'll put we'll put a poll up. <laughs> and and your third option is Marina on the one episode where she actually got <laughs> to do it. There you go. Alright, and that brings us to our outro. So, you can find Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on Gaming Union and David. ff-xiii.net And you can subscribe on iTunes. Just search Final Fantasy or search Kingdom Hearts and we pop up as the number one podcast. Sweet! And next week's episode will be Mini Gup. We have a fantastic new intro that I love. Uh, You should listen to it and also love it. Next Final Fantasy Union will be on March 16th, the week following Final Fantasy XIII's release. Sweet! And... Uh, I'd say the majority of us will be talk- talking about it from first-hand experience. Hopefully Lauren can get I, I will, mitts on it somehow. I will try my darndest to get to someone's place to play it. Please do. <laughs> All right, everybody. Lauren, David, Daryl, would you like to say your farewells? Farewell. Bye. Bye, everyone. And I'm Kyle saying goodbye. This has been a TweaksMusic.com and GamingUnion.net production. <laughs>